Welcome to the Park County Dugout Podcast, the Coach's Corner. Tonight we have Coach Nick Coat and three of the uh, football players from the uh, Park High Rangers team. Jackson White, Magnus Tucker Shepherdson, and Coach. Thanks for having us. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, Tonight's episode is sponsored by uh, State Farm Insurance. For all of your State Farm insurance needs, call Dean Henderson at 406-222-2250 and stop by at 224 West Lewis, which is his office. Uh, Coach, tonight we get to talk about a win. Yeah, that's nice to do. Yeah, over Big Timber, um, 33 to nothing. You're used to uh, being on the losing end of sports like that. Yep. So it's got to be be nice to... Uh, it, it feels really good. It feels really good to get our first homecoming win in a long time and to uh, get our first home win in eight years. So uh, just a great team effort. Bad weather, uh, but we, we overcame that and performed really well. Yeah, it was raining throughout the game. Um, and uh, Tucker, yeah. you had an uh, interception. Sure did. In the second half. Yeah. Uh, Magnus, you had three touchdowns. Yes, I did. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, he's shaking your head. Jackson was a big part of opening those holes for the three touchdowns. He plays uh, left tackle, and he also is the defensive tackle, which is probably the most important defensive line position. And to hold the other team to only 35 yards of rushing or 25 yards of rushing? Absolutely. Yeah, it was 55 total yards. Yeah. So, and 27 of those were through the air. You flatter me. I flatter you. How many tackles did you end up with? I ended up with. I think, I think it was just had, one. I think you had three and a I think I had one and a bunch of assists. Mm. I, I think you had three tackles and one assist. How about blocks? Blocks. Blocks? We have I mean, track pancakes on. We have but the, I got one in like the third play. The dude's feet slipped out from underneath of him, and I slammed into the ground. I want to say I want to say one thing that the O line and Jackson, especially, also did a amazing job opening up for those holes. As me, I'm a running back, and the holes were just absolutely open. So all I had to do was just run straight and find the end zone because the end zone because the offensive line did an amazing job. Well, you had to score a touchdown. The uh, first touchdown that you scored. You went into game before uh, your play, your number was called. You were on the sidelines. It was funny because he's getting warmed up, running in place, bringing your knees up to your chest. And uh, think, you know, coach or somebody told you to go in. And you, was it you? Yeah. <laughs> you go in, he hands you the ball, 
and off you go. Do you remember that? Yes. I think it was 45 or 35. Oh, so was it the first one that you it went was the long? First one. The first one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, and had I took a little flack yards. for a second one too. <laughs> because we, Tyler got us down to what the three uh, or the four. Tyler also yeah. did an amazing job. He's like, Coach, you took me out, so Magnus can get the touchdown. <laughs> I was like, No, I'm just playing to your guys' strengths. <laughs> Magnus is our bigger bodied running back, so a goal line situation, I'm going to put the bigger bodied guy in. Yeah. Uh, I want to do a shout out to Tyler as well for having 150 yards rushing. I mean, absolutely amazing job by him as well. I don't want to take all the credit for running back because he has. Uh, outstanding job as well. All three of our running backs, running backs, played pretty good. Mm. Uh, now, Magnus, you're from Denmark. Yes, yes, I am. How did you end up here at Park High in Livingston? Well, um, back home in Denmark, I, uh, I almost my entire life actually I've been playing soccer, but uh, after um, injuries with my foot, I've uh, broken my foot three times, so I couldn't use it for an entire year. And for that entire time, I've been uh, going to the gym, training upper body, and uh, trying to get as, as, as big as possible. And uh, after I came back, I wanted to be physical, and then I started playing football, American football, as it is called back in Denmark. In, in Denmark, And then I went to a school, and we actually won the Danish uh, championship. We were Danish uh, champions. And then I wanted to see how the experience is in the, in the United States. So I went as, with my uh, exchange program, Rotary. And then it was um, it was random that I got here to Montana Livingston, but I'm super glad with it. It's amazing. It's a the community, and I've gotten amazing friends and everything. So is um, coach just going to have you for the one year? Yeah, I'm I'm going to be a one year and uh, with my exchange program, and then I will see. Maybe I'll come back. <laughs> you know, We're pushing know. hard for that. He's going to come back. He can graduate from Park High. Okay with this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Alan, going to uh, adapt him for a couple of years? Oh yeah, we got to I got to build the spare room first. <laughs> um, what do you think about? I know you played American football mm. over in Denmark, but um, what do you think about football at Park High? How does it compare? I mean, in general, just the American experience with sports is absolutely amazing nothing you have seen in, in Europe in general like just that sports is such a big thing with 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 school that it has something to do with each other and the two days we had in the beginning where we had to wake up at 5 30 I've never done anything like that before in my entire life and it was one of the best experiences I've ever had challenging myself physically and mentally which was absolutely amazing in, in Denmark it was more like more like chill and we actually I would I would say we were not as disciplined as we are here we always have to be in front of the coach always faster than the coach always has to be 10 minutes early and back in Denmark a lot of people have have slacked a little more and I love with this team everybody's just like disciplined and always wants to be a better version of themselves which is which is amazing for me so there's a there's a big difference you like hearing that I, I do like hearing that that's a big emphasis of my program. So. Yeah, and it's a, really from the outside in. Yeah. Is, is saying that. Um, Jackson, how long how long have you been on the team? I have been here since my freshman year. Uh, I played in middle school too. But high school was a shock to me. It, I did real good in middle school. 
I came to high school and I felt like I was nothing at the time. I, uh, but I, that didn't stop me. I worked as hard as I could and it paid off. I ended up starting, what was it, center? Because Cole went out. God, as a freshman. Third year. Third year. Um, what does it mean? I asked Ryan Miller this question. I grabbed him just as the game ended as he was getting off the, uh, the field. And I asked, asked him, what does it mean to you to win? To win the first game in five years and he looked at me and he said which you're also like young coach he said well obviously I'm very happy I'm very excited but it's nice to know all that hard work really paid off I, I was very excited to get the first win in however many five of the five years I was happy to be a part of it, and I hope to keep our younger people going in that path. Um, but talk about the victory. Talk, I mean, you, this is your third year here. Yes. And everybody, uh, I'm sure there was probably somebody I missed who didn't do it, but for the most part, everybody played really hard. The first three years, first yes. four years, first five years, uh, everybody wanted to win, uh, but you didn't, and you lost. And there were games where you, you'd lose 66 to nothing. Um, what kept you going? What kept me going? I gotta say, it's the way I was raised. I was raised never give up, no matter how much it sucks, and really to fight through any pain that you feel. It's it's something that a lot of people don't get much throughout these newer generations. They don't. I don't know. Uh, I just, my family was there telling me to go to. Do you think that uh, facing the adversity that this team has faced and that you faced um, will help you later in life? Yes, yes, it will. Uh, I don't know how to explain it, but playing football through all the conditions and all the hardships that we go through, it will help the average person later in life. Um, you guys did something that was really cool. And it was done out of, I think, out of necessity, Coach. Um, that was on homecoming. After the, what turned out to be the community uh, pep rally, uh, where the community was invited into the high school uh, because of the rain. And then you guys came out through the front entrance of Park High and we'll walk by the community into the field. 
Um, was that that was done out of necessity? It wasn't planned, really. That well, so there was there was something planned in the parking lot is where it originally was going to be, but because of the weather, they needed to move that that booster into the um, rectplex, that that uh, pep rally. But it was an awesome experience. I can say, as a coach, I thought it was a really awesome experience. So the players can describe what it was like for them, but um, that was a really good job by our athletic director to set that whole thing up. It's, it's ironic that he did that, <laughs> and knowing that he is uh, related to to uh, Era Parsegian in Notre Dame, because Notre Dame, Notre Dame is a, uh, and it probably. Probably played him the first, or close, not close to it, one of the first collegiate football games ever. Uh, and they're a fa very famous school. And uh, they have a history, tradition, of walking into the stadium with the students. It's really cool. I, I've been down there, I've watched it. When you participate, it's even cooler. But it's neat to watch. That was a really neat, for me, experience to watch that. I saw you, Shep. Um, and you were standing, each player had a partner, and each player was holding hands, and what I described in an article as brotherhood. And, uh, you could only lean on each other. That's who you had. And, but it, it was just so cool. And I'm going to ask you, Tucker, what was it like, but I wish Coach to see that again. Yeah, and you know, we walk out every game, and it's not as much fanfare, but we walk out of our locker room that same way to the field. Um, it was kind of neat to have the fans with the guys on out there. That was, that was special. What was that like, Tucker? Um, so walking out of the front of the school that day, um, it showed that the community was behind us and did want to see us succeed. And I think that was really important to us as players because we all feel like with our losing streak that the community is obviously it's still there, but it didn't feel like it was as strong at times. But this year, knowing that the community was there and noticing the small things that we do, uh, I found that really special to me and I'm guessing to the other players as well. Um, I will say the game. Who did they have? Browning. Yeah, the game against Browning. That crowd was the biggest crowd I've ever seen. Um, this crowd almost almost matched, but I think the rain held back for some people. But it's got to be. It's right. You're right. That, you know, the community doesn't come out. But it's not just because of football. I mean, you have the soccer team, but you made the state semifinals two years in a row, and you hosted the state semifinals two years in a row. And last year, there were maybe 80, probably 70 people there. And half of those were the girls, the girls team. So, People just don't, people in Livingston don't come out. Uh, they got great kids. Uh, 
cheer for. Yep, great, great student athletes and uh, guys that are worth supporting and appreciate the support. Um, Tucker, what's it mean to you? To last year, you let's just say you were on the fence about playing. Yeah. So my biggest thing with that was I feel that. I didn't want to get hurt for my wrestling season if there wasn't going to be as much as a reward um, this year. And the reason I didn't quit playing is because I knew my teammates needed me and I knew I had to be there because football is about brotherhood and I knew I had to be there for my brothers. Um, this year I played for the same reason and I'm glad I did because it has turned out to be a super fun experience. and. I feel like being there with those people on the team has just really helped me like, just stay high energy and elevated. Um, Magnus, your record is 2-1 and one right now. Yeah. Um, you don't understand what that means to these fellas. That's, oh. that's amazing. <laughs> um, and it's got to feel real good. Um, what's the worst losing streak you've ever faced? Um, <laughs> actually, um, my team back home have uh, we have always been been pretty good, uh, so we have not had a a big losing streak. But we did uh, play um, because our, our team was uh, really good. We went up in, in age group, so we started playing U uh, twenty. So. Uh, people that are under 20 and uh, when we played there we got our asses kicked completely and that was really a time that I actually developed like my skills even even more I felt like I became an even better athlete when I tried to run the ball as, as a running back and some end came flying into me with his helmet first and absolutely ran me over like it, it those those three years older that that's 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 a lot of years in, in, in that age, so at that time we lost four, four or five games in a row, and then we went back to our own age group, and then we we won the rest. Have you always played running back? Um, my my uh, the thing I started playing, I, I actually started playing in in Germany because I lived right in the border in Denmark. And uh, they didn't have a team in my age group, so I played with uh, 20 plus years old. We're talking tattoos and full beard, uh, oh and I was 14. <laughs> so, so, and then those those Germans, they were they were pretty tough, I could say. So, the second practice, I actually broke my collarbone. I was out for three months, and then uh, when I came back, I, I played safety for them. And when I then started, I went to a boring school. I lived on the school for a year, played football every single day. I started as a tight end, and then we needed a running back who could run hard. And then the coaches put me in, and that put us to, yeah, got us the victory. I've known Tucker for a couple of years. Um, and he told me, uh, uh, well, when I saw him uh, over in the parking lot, uh, it was the first time I was coming to practice this year. You guys have had on and been practicing, obviously. 
Um, and Tucker told me, you've got to check this guy, <laughs> Magnus, out. And I said, why? And he said, check him out. He is just blowing up our practices. <laughs> that's exactly, do you remember that? Yeah, oh, that's so... Uh, None of us really knew what to think of Magnus when he first got here, and I think after those first three days where he wasn't allowed to wear pads, I think that first day he got into foot into like full gear. Uh, I think that's when we all realized that this kid is a stud. <laughs> I mean, he was he was flying around the corner on the around our own line and just lighting us up. And, I mean, I was a little annoyed, but now I'm, I'm quite glad he's on the team because I think he's definitely helping making a, a lot of our younger guys a lot better, which I think will be good for the years to come. Um, we've got a guy... Uh, Adam Taterbaum, um, a freshman, mm -hmm. running back. Yes. Last year uh, for Sleeping Giant Middle School, he was lighting guys up left and right uh, on defense. He played linebacker, he played some safety, but no one could bring him down and running back. Um, I think they won one game. But uh, he, he was a hoss when it came to carrying the ball. Uh, How's he doing this year? He, as far as I can see, he's doing well. He reads what he's supposed to, and he gets through. He's shifty, is what we like to call him. He is very shifty. He, one second he's here, <coughs> then all of a sudden your vision is obstructed by someone going across from you and next thing you know he's five yards in the other direction. It's He is quick and he can get it done. Coach, he hasn't seen a lot of action this year but uh, when he's in he plays hard, he hits the hole hard and uh, he's, he's scored. Uh, two touchdowns this year so far. Uh, no, he scored in the game too. Yes, three touchdowns in he's got on the year. Um, you think of him as being shifty? Uh, yeah, uh, he's very shifty. He's definitely his um, change of direction is brings a different level of competition to our practices. Uh, just as Magnus brings some physicality that we needed and uh, has made us more physical as a team. I think Adam has made us better tacklers and better at taking angles because you have to be really fundamentally sound if you're gonna get it. Now, being a freshman, when these bigger guys that are sitting at the table get a hand on him, he's, he's going down. The hard part is getting that hand on him. He's, he's, only that big. Yeah. He, he's tiny. He's hard to But I mean, for how small he is, like we'll be doing hitting drills, and he'll pick out the biggest kids on our team to go against, and he he'll run at his full speed. He doesn't hesitate, and I think that's a really big thing he has going for him. Is he's very talented athletically, but I think he has a really good mindset into not being scared of any competition because he knows he can play better and is better than them. Has a really high football IQ. I think that uh, Adam is a person that has a, a future in football with a college and I mean very high high level of football is built is 
perfect as a, as a running back. He's fast. He's slow. He's has low yeah, low point of contact, and he is pretty built as well for a freshman. I mean, I I see I see a future for, for him. I really do. Um, tonight's host is Gills. Gills Goods. Gills Goods. And uh, they just brought us a cup of pizza. One's uh, pepperoni, one's cheese. So the guys are digging in and uh, enjoying themselves. Uh, Tucker. Yeah. Coach, you told me he played Sam position, right? Yep. Sam linebacker. Yep. Um, I got to tell you, on that interception... Eh, it's great, whatever. It's an interception. And you scored a touchdown. That's great, too. That's we a all, little underselling. I don't know. That, that's great, too. We all clap and fall for you. I don't know. I feel like that helped bring up the energy for the second half in that game because when we came out at halftime, it was cold. We were all soaked. We were all quite miserable. But I think those first five minutes of the third quarter, we – showed that we could dominate them and I think that really helped bring up the team energy and helped us for that win. This, why I was uh, kind of uh, short selling the interception it's it's not the interception that impressed me it was what you did before seconds before you definitely knew what was happening I mean you you knew it. Your eyes peeled on your on the quarterback. Then they peeled back on the receiver. Then you went off your man. You just got off your man and stepped in front and caught the ball. It was all in one stride. Perfect stride, perfect catch. Your arms were outstretched. And yeah, 20, 20 yards, you could have walked in. You could have yeah. in if you I wanted say, to. Looking but. back on film, I think the guy that I intercepted it from I think he took three steps before I was in the end zone. He pretty much saw me catch the ball and gave up. Yeah, what do you do? Yeah. What happened in that play, though? How, did, how were you able to dissect it so quickly and, uh, so, like um, you say, yeah. you know, get everybody else up? Yeah, so with the weather conditions, I knew I had to line up more in, like closer to the inside uh, just because we didn't – we weren't too worried about pass threats throughout the game just because it's hard to catch in those conditions. And um, they tried running a couple of those flat routes, so I knew that at some point they were going to try to throw it. And so as soon as the ball was hiked, I took my read steps in towards uh, the quarterback. In case they did run, I would have been closer. And then I kind of saw the quarterback tuck the ball, like fake the handoff, tuck the ball and turn out. So I... Instantly, when I see that, I'm supposed to look right at the wide receiver in the flat and just take a full sprint to him. And I saw that, and he was quite far ahead of me. So I took a quick glance back to see if the ball was out yet, and it wasn't. And I don't think the quarterback saw me. So I knew I just had to cook towards this wide receiver, so if he did catch it, I could hit him right on the sideline not for a big game. And so I was getting pretty close to my guy, so I knew I had him covered. And I looked right. I looked back towards the quarterback, and I saw him release the ball. And I just made a move on the ball. And I felt, as I caught it, I felt the ball slip through my hands a little bit because of the conditions. And I, 
I, if I would have dropped that, I would have been very upset at myself. <laughs> but no, once I knew I had caught it, I as fast as I could got to the end zone because I knew that someone was coming for me. So. Coach, that was a big play, right? Yeah, and actually, you know, they I think they hit us for it uh, in the first half once. They got that little flat route on us because, like Tucker says, we, we didn't seem to pass as a big threat with the weather conditions. Um, and they hit us in the flat in the first half, and then our Coach Williard, our defensive coordinator, made a quick adjustment at halftime because he knew that, that they were going to start throwing that more often because they had had success, and it was open one time, and they dropped it. And it was funny. I think it was the first play of the half when they had the ball. They threw it to the other flat, and it was complete, and they got some yards. I think it was five yards. And then I, I, my memory's right. It was two plays later. They tried to throw it to your side. So... But I think, so that first play they came out, they did hit the flat towards Ryan Bauer's side of the field. Um, so I knew that they were looking for the flat. And then I think it was a drive or two later, because I think we were almost halfway through the third quarter. You're right, you're right. It was a drive. It was the next possession that yeah, they tried so to do it again. They threw it. They got some yards, and then we stopped them pretty quick. They punted it back to us. And then we got down to, I think, about the 10-yard line. We scored. We did score? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we had scored, and then we kicked the ball off to them, and it was a great kick by Paxson. They ended up getting the ball on, I think it was like, what, the 10 or 15? I mean, as a freshman kicker, being able to kick that far, it's just, that's crazy. But, so, I knew they were going to try to run the flat, and I had the big side of the field, so I had more area to cover. And... So I was just kind of waiting for it, and I did make that slight adjustment to the outside. But, yeah. um, you dominated the second half, coach, but you really dominated the first half, the whole game. It was just up and up and down, up and down, up and down. You guys, um, the second half. Was Pretty impressive though with your play calling. Mean, you want to tell us about some of that? Well, I just felt like it kind of all came together in the second half. We were having a lot of success in the first half. It was just um, some penalties were setting us back and some miscues that we would have, um, which kept the game manageable. But I felt like what happened the second half should have happened the first half without without some penalty issues. Um, and honestly. I, as the game went on, I tried to be as basic and run as many or as little of our playbook as possible, which we were executing it well, so you don't need a lot of plays when it's being executed well. Especially when on your uh, play card it says, run the ball. Yes. That's, for the you, past uh, couple of weeks, that's all it said. You, you, you told me last week that when there's a bad call, you don't yell and become animated on the sideline and because it doesn't do you any good because you've never seen a referee change when a ref change when a coach has become animated or yelled at him. But yeah, yeah, I kinda lost my cool this week. And it's not that I lose my cool on holds and stuff like that. Like like at play of the game kind of penalties, I don't. But I think we got two personal fouls that I did not like the explanation that I got from the ref. 
So I made sure to let our sideline judge know my displeasure with those calls. Um, because I think that one of them was not a personal foul. It was an accident getting up. And then the other one, I think our player actually got late hit and reacted to the late hit that wasn't called. And I, I felt like he was getting... And if you look at the penalties through the game, they were getting called one way. And yes, I shouldn't get animated, but on personal fouls, I get a little... I get a little bothered by them when I know that our players didn't commit personal fouls. Yeah. Well, one of them was... One of them, I heard the referee's ex explanation, um, and he's, he said the defensive guy gave him this to his back after the play. Well, th that might have been the play you're talking about. Um, he fell over. Yeah. Um, but I bring it up. I normally would never call a coach out on, on But the good that. news is we didn't have a personal foul after my entire Yeah. Game. One I'm, of my assistants... Uh, calmed you down. Yes. He, he, well, he was worried that they were going to throw me out of the game. Um, and I didn't think it was on that on that level, especially when the side judge the second time started laughing because I had some entertaining words to put in there. Uh, but uh, not not expletives. Not, I didn't use a single expletive. But um, just an entertaining line of thought that I came out of my mouth. I just thought your, your, your reactions were well within the penalties being called. Well, it was a proper reaction. I just, but you kind of, it's kind of funny to watch you because uh, you need practice. Well, well, when I was when I was younger, uh, an assistant coach, I did some embarrassing arguing with referees and, yeah. and told myself I was never going to do that again. Um, Magnus, when you guys got up. Uh, 26 to nothing going into the fourth quarter. Were you talking about about it in the huddle? Talking about what? Talking about it in the huddle. They it's 26 to nothing. You guys know you're going to, unless some miracle, you're going to win because it's raining and, and they couldn't throw the ball. Did, was there any ch chatter in the huddle? Yeah, my mindset is that um, my next play is the most important play of, of the entire game. In my, in, my, in my head, the score is always 0-0, so no matter what the, what the score is, I always play as, as good as I do in the, in the, in the first quarter, even this in the fourth quarter and the first quarter, I always play the same because, I mean, it looks better on the scoreboard if there's another touchdown on it, I mean, and we want to secure it, show the next opponents when they watch our film that we run hard, never give up. So, I, I actually don't think there was any talk in the huddle. I don't think. I, th I think people were very good at playing the best the entire game and playing hard. And I think that that showed out on the scoreboard. When we, when we won. That's probably all true. But I also tell them not to talk in the huddle. The only one that talks <laughs> is the quarterback. So well, he, he might be covering it. I mean, we talk a little bit. <laughs> oh. No. Did you hear the uh, crowd at all near the end, Jackson? No, I tone out the outside noise I, as best as I can. How about when you guys 
sang the uh, fight song for the Rangers and held up their helmets. Did that feel extra special? It did. It very much did. It, uh, time we sing for the crowd is after a win yeah <laughs> so those will be a little more important and the more we win the, the more we get to sing that and so what, what did you do just chant you held up your helmet at the end of the game oh yeah they sung they, they sung, sung they sung the yeah. fight song oh okay yeah yeah so i think making it a rule that we aren't allowed to sing to the crowd unless we win the game gives us more of an incentive because the fans and especially the parents really like that and I feel like for us, it's one thing not to let them down on part of, because, I mean, football, yeah, it's competitive, but it's also, I mean, like any sport, kind of a show <laughs> that you're putting on for people. So I think that for us to do that, we have to win a game, is a big incentive, like I said, so we can do that for the parents and for the people that come out to support us. Um. You had some boys from Big Timber who are also on the Park High Ranger wrestling team. Yeah. So there had to be a couple of uh, hello, how do you do uh, trash talking going on amongst the boys. Um, Especially with Yeah, so uh, Zane Cox and Charlie Seaman, yeah. they're uh, two other seniors on the wrestling team with me. And, and Zane, Zane can trash talk wrestling, so... Oh, he, he's, Zane, yeah, he's, he's a big talker, but yeah. he... Uh, this last week he didn't have much room to talk, but that's because <laughs> he had made some not-so-smart decisions and was suspended from playing. So he, had, unfortunately, was on the sideline, but it doesn't matter to him. He was still talking crap. And then, um, I'm not going to lie... Throughout the whole season, I've been anticipating this just because I do have teammates that I'm going to play against. So, I mean, we've been a little chippy back and forth to each other on the social media, just getting after each other, but we know it's just fun and games because once wrestling season comes around, once again, we're a family, so it was more like sibling, you mess with each other, you know, pull each other's strings a little bit. Um. So... Do you know the coach down there? I do. I met him at the uh, Bobcat Coaching Clinic, him and one of the assistants. So uh, I really enjoy it. They're, they're good guys and uh, kind of had a good embrace at the end of the game. So I it felt like a game that should be played every year. Every single year you should play Big Timber. Regardless if you get back in the conference it should, or not, it should be a non-conference game. Or there should be a tradition you're so close to drive time, you know, it's right right up the road, really. And I think uh, it's fun for both communities. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They had a big, big showing. Yeah. <laughs> there must have been, uh, I don't know, I'm going to say 25, 30 people. But I've never seen anybody sitting in those stands, the visitor stands. Yeah. Uh, and they came, rain, rain, or, rain or shine, they were there. Yeah, I... There was definitely a lot more people on their sideline than I thought there was going to be, and I think that's just because they also they have a very big uh, they have a really big or not a big community, but it's a small community. But they uh, they all have a lot of pride in that school, and 
because, I mean, there's generations that have gone to that school. So, I mean, pretty much everyone that lives in Big Timber is alumni of the Herders. So I think it was a really big thing for them to be able to come over here and see how they would compete against a Class A school. And it was just a lot of fun. Um, Magnus, I saw you last night at the uh, girls' volleyball game. Uh, you have teams who fit in quickly amongst amongst your peers. Yeah. Uh, you were <laughs> down there cheering and just having a good time. That was uh, amazing. And a, a part of the reason uh, that I I fit in so so fast and so well was actually uh, the football team. The the two days helped me a ton. I mean before school even started we had yeah, the two days for, for a week and I mean, there were, of course, before you come into a new football team, you're, always, you're a little bit anxious. You're like, what if they're all just trash talking and want to be starters? And that's the only thing that matters and not wanting to talk about, you know, regular stuff that friends do. But I came in, everybody asked me after practice if, they, if I needed a ride home. Everybody was, I mean, super nice and, I mean, before I even started at school, I got so many good friends, and because of them, I got other connections. They introduced me to their friends, and I mean, I've I've only been here for not even two months, and I feel like I've been here for I mean almost a year. I have such an amazing, I mean, so many good friends, and I feel yeah, I feel appreciated in the community. It's amazing. Well, I know the football team appreciates having. <laughs> um, Coach, you're off this week. Yep. Who do you got next week? We got Butte Central at Bobcat Stadium. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Uh, at MSU? Yes, yeah. at MSU. In their stadium. It's kind of a special experience, I think, for both teams. It's going to be a lot of fun. That will be the first time I ever walked into that stadium. Really? Yeah. You're missing out. I'm there almost every Saturday when they have a home game. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> I was going to say, you got season tickets, don't you? Yes, yeah, season tickets. Um, what do you know about Butte Central? Uh, we've watched some film on them. They, they're definitely they're a Class A football team. Their numbers are a little bit more than ours as far as players, not much. So as far as that, we're going to be about equal. They got some uh, big interior offensive and defensive linemen, so they will challenge our line and what we want to do. But like Tucker said and Jackson knows and Magnus knows, is we our identity is running the ball. So we don't care how big they are. We're just going to get the job done and run the ball. That's our goal. <clears throat> do they uh, have a tendency to throw more than run or is it vice versa or equal? It's pretty equal. They like... I hate to like categorize the whole western part of the state, but it's a lot of spread you out to run the ball. That's that's pretty much how the western half of the state plays football here, which is we are, we come from Eastern A, where it's let's get in a phone booth and have some fun, um, and so it's kind of a it's kind of a mix. Uh, we. We've kind of always been the line in the middle of, of kind of a mix of both, and this year I decided that we were going to get teams in a phone booth because we had we had some big strong guys up front, and we have some good runners, so let's mix it up. And uh, I think if we present some challenges for them, and they'll probably present some challenges for us. 
What time is that game? It's at 7 o'clock. Really? Under the lights. Under the lights. How did that come about? That's actually our athletic director. Nate does a really good job of finding venues, and he he called Butte Central and said, do you guys want to meet in Bozeman and play a game at MSU? And he approached MSU, and MSU said, we'd be happy to have you guys. So, I've, I've never heard of that. And now, yeah. it may have happened before I got here or something, but uh, in the three years I've been here, at least, I've never heard of a high school playing at Bozeman. Uh, I don't know that it's been done at Bozeman before. I know U of M does it quite often. They'll have like a season kickoff where they do a high school game at U of M. But yeah. I'm not exactly sure if MSU has done one before I think, or the first one. I think Missoula does it with Sentinel, yeah. being the defending state champs, pretty much every year. Besides last year, I think Wilson won at AA last year, didn't they? You think you, uh, you think you boys will be uh, overwhelmed? No. I know. I mean, I've, I've never experienced anything like I'm going to experience at the MSU Stadium. In Denmark, even though, I mean, we, we were national champions, the championship was almost at the size of Park High's Stadium. Like, it was like, so different from, from, from Denmark, the U.S. So, I mean, it's, it's for sure a day I'm never going to forget playing in a stadium that big. That's crazy. Um, all right. Well, that'll that'll do it. Um, thanks a lot, boys. Thanks a lot, coach, for for being on uh, tomorrow, uh, nine o'clock in the morning. I'm hanging out with Coach Dickerson from Park High soccer coach and uh, three three of his boys. Um, I hope that, that you uh, come down to the pickle bureau, order a sandwich, hang out, and. Uh, Pay attention to me. How do you like this venue, Coach? It's good. It's good. It's a lot better than sitting in the uh, field house at Park High. <laughs> yeah, plus, plus we had pizza. And that's, that's it's good. Kills was nice enough yep. to uh, to host us tonight, and uh, Amanda, the manager, said that we could have uh, have this every Friday night going forward. You think we ought to grab it? Well, except for when we have games. Yeah. So we might have to move it to a Saturday or something. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's pretty good though. Yeah, it's really good. Alrighty, thanks again. Yep. Thank you for having us on. Yeah, yeah you're, you're welcome. welcome.